When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today's episode is about partners. Now, whether it's your life partner, your spouse, your relationship equal, your friend, or even your family member, this all still holds water. And what I want to discuss here is how it looks from the other side. What are they going through while you're going through all of these changes yourself? What do they see? What are their thoughts? And what are their fears? Uh, My partner in life is a lovely lady by the name of Michelle Miracle. Michelle and I have been married a little over three years now and been together almost six years and we have two cats. That part is not important to this podcast, but it matters to me. (laughs) Anyhow, Michelle made a lot of changes, moved to the valley with me and has had lots of patience with my ordeal. Let's see what her thoughts are. This is going to be more of a Q&A, but from me to her. First and foremost, allow me to introduce my special guest today, Michelle Miracle. Welcome, Michelle. hi yo. <laughs> so glad to be here. Isn't it nice? It's nice. It's nice to uh, have a conversation with you about yeah. this stuff. I'm excited to see the questions that I'm going to ask you because some of them I tried really hard not to ask questions that pertain to me. Oh. Like, how did you feel about me going through this? was a question I wanted to ask, but I asked it in a different kind of way that focused more on you. So let's get into it. I don't purport to be an expert (laughs) on this at all. So, you know, don't don't, uh, hype me up too much. No, no. No, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what were your thoughts when I first told you? Do you remember when I first told you I was going to, I was thinking about doing the surgery? Yeah, um, I was surprised because it's something that we had talked about a little bit in the past and it always felt like that was your last resort like you didn't want to have the surgery because you wanted to try to lose weight and and I'll say this I'm overweight myself so it's something that we talk about on a regular basis about you know how much we're struggling or if we want to lose weight and we want to work out and we you know we've gone through several ups and downs together weight wise so it is something that we talked about regularly but you having the surgery was always something that you were against. Um, so I was surprised when you first brought it up and said, I'm thinking about doing it because it was such a, a left turn from where you had been before. But I was definitely excited. You know, obviously, with the year that we had, 2020, uh, the year that shall not be named, <laughs> um, it was a scary thought because, you know, I don't want to lose you, of course. So the thought of having surgery in the middle of a pandemic is was a little scary. But, um, well, it was the scariest part, to be honest. That was the scariest part yeah. for you? Yeah. That's interesting. But I was excited for you. 
and I still am. <laughs> did you do a lot of research on different surgeries? I did not. Really? No. For those knew- of you that don't know, <laughs> Michelle is the queen of research. So she, no. she finds rabbit holes and stays up until three, I'm, four. In no, the I'm morning. not the queen of research. I'm the queen of ADD. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like, I'm like, oh, this looks fun. Click, click, click. Read, read, read. Oh, this is another rabbit hole. Click, <laughs> click. Read, read, read. Uh, and then I end up, you know, reading about conspiracy theories and, um, you know, New Mexico and UFOs <laughs> or whatever. So. No, I did not do a lot of research because I know you had researched the shit out of it. And um, can I swear? Yes, fuck oh, yes, you whew, can swear. Thank the Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I knew that you had done all the research and you kind of presented it like I've done this and I read about this and I decided on this. So I was, I trusted your instincts. And I knew that if I, the more I Googled and the more I researched, the less excited I would be for you. <laughs> That's really interesting uh, because I, I did do a lot of research. Generally, when you and I travel, I do most of the research of the places we're going to go. Oh, and it's a dream. Things we're going to do and how we're going to get there and what airline to take and what dates to travel and all that other fun stuff. But I really thought that you would have like put in a couple hours in the middle of the night just checking out. I, Yeah, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you just put your trust in me. No, because... I didn't want to sway you. You were so determined, and I knew that you had done the research. So I, I didn't feel. It's not that I didn't care. I just felt like, what is my research going to help? Yeah. What I did research was like, how to, uh, like recipes. You know, how mm-hmm. to support you in ways that I could support you. So. That's really interesting. What major concerns did you think about? That you would die. That was the most major concern. Yeah. That I would be late to the theater. No. (laughs) No, that you would die during the surgery. On the table. Uh Uh-huh. Because as somebody who is overweight, Mm -hmm. you're a health risk. And never had surgery. And never had surgery and anesthesia. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that kept me up at night in addition to, you know, COVID. (laughs) So I I didn't want to panic or go down that. Uh, what if yeah. rabbit hole that's interesting yeah that's a i mean obviously i had that concern as well there's there's a lot of like i couldn't go to the hospital with you <laughs> i had to yeah. drop you off and i was like in the back of my mind what if he doesn't make it that's my, literally my next question what was it like dropping me off in the morning for my surgery and leaving it was awful i like <laughs> i had really a sad moment because you know, I couldn't go in with you. I couldn't hold your hand. I couldn't wait in the lobby mm-hmm. for the doctor to come tell me you're okay. And it was, it sucked having to drive home. I mean, it sucked taking you there at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it really sucked leaving you there. Yeah, that's um, that's a really interesting thing to me because um, I'm never the guy that needs his hand held or to have someone there for him. It just, that's kind of the way I was kind of brought up but I was sad and I was trying really Mm -hmm. hard not to be sad that morning of like you know you were like I could just stay here until you get out I was like I don't don't know I don't know how long it's gonna be and I was just like you know I I just gotta send her home and and get rid of that idea that you're waiting for me Um, and then I could just kind of get through it all but yeah it would have been really nice but I will say the 
the systems at the hospital were set up really well to where they, yeah. you gave him my number, they texted me updates, like it's an automatic thing. You know, they're like, oh, he's going into surgery now and he's out of surgery now and it'll, he's still under anesthesia. He'll be two more hours. And then they called me and said, hey, he's ready for you to pick him up. Go get the prescriptions be here at this time and then when they wheeled you out the guy who brought you out to the car was like super nice he's like read this read that <laughs> here's all the things you need here's his free puke bucket and water pitcher <laughs> and you know it was really it was very seamless but it would have been better to be there with you yeah i think so too and i'm usually not a big fan of that but i, I would have liked it although i did have but i'm glad they kept themselves safe yeah for yeah. sure i did have my um my my friend Barry with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have this little uh plush doll called and his name's Barry cuz he's the bariatric pal and he looks like a stomach that's <laughs> got like a little part of his stomach that's pink that that's the part that's left over and it's a very great visual aid but I took it with me as like a like a stuffed animal and they let me they let me keep him in the bed. They didn't let they t- made me take my jewelry off, my watch, my everything. And it's a shame because I wanted to see what my heart rate was going to be during the surgery, like how low it went and all that stuff. But anyway, um, okay. Did you hold a lot of your anxiety and fear inside for my sake? I think I probably did. I mean, I was talking to friends about it. Um, there were like two friends that that I talked to because um, it wasn't my secret to share, but I, you know, I needed to have some outside support. So there were two friends that I talked to about it. And just to kind of be like, this is happening. I'm a little worried. Um, and I didn't want to seem like I was in any way trying to convince you to, to not do it. So I think I did probably not show you all the anxiety I was having. But you did have an outlet for it? Yeah. And that helped a lot? Yeah, definitely. And and then I started reading um, a little, a few things online about you know, spouses of somebody who had done this and, you know, that kind of stuff. And what was that like? I didn't find anything super comforting or, or informative, <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact that I knew that there would be support out there. You know, there's a Facebook group for the people who have done this surgery. And I think there were some posts in there that I found that, I don't know, just kind of helped my fears a little bit. That's nice. Talk to me a little bit about the food prep for the early stages of purees and soft foods. So what I felt like was going to be my number one job (laughs) was to help you with your food. Yeah. Because... I suck at it. You're a person... I wouldn't go that far, but you're a person who will... And this is probably why we're in this situation, you know, in the first place, Mm -hmm. you look for the easy way out, the easy things to eat, the easy things to make. You, if you were a bachelor, you would probably live on tomato soup and cereal. And pizza. And pizza. Yeah. And peanut butter. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like a good wife who helps you get healthy and helps myself in the process, you know, and so I... I was very concerned about what stage was what and when do we go to that stage and I printed all the things and I put them up on the on the cabinets and I was like okay if he needs to make or if he needs to eat purees the first 3 days were just liquids right clear liquids yeah. that was like I was you're on your own cuz I don't know what to 
yeah. feed you at that point. <laughs> but for purees, I was like, oh, I've got all these vegetables. I've got, all the, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to save some of the Thanksgiving meal and I'm going to put a bunch of stuff in the Instant Pot and I'm going to puree the shit out of a bunch of shit and then put it in baggies in the freezer and label it all and then you didn't <laughs> want any of no, it. No, that's not <laughs> fair or true. First of all, our freezer was packed it was only purees it yeah. was like ice cubes and purees <laughs> was like, i went a little nuts and and i ate i had the thanksgiving dinner yeah. and there was a um you made a soup yeah i i really tried to plan ahead because mm-hmm. i knew that it would be hard so i felt like if i have a bunch of options and then you can decide in the moment like what sounds good and knowing that these were all like vegetables that were going to go bad if I didn't use them it wasn't like it was a waste of money or anything so I knew that the chances were high that you wouldn't eat all of it but I wanted to have a a lot of variety so I made applesauce and mashed bananas and I froze a bunch of like watermelon puree and honeydew and every kind of fruit juice you could think of I like froze it so I was like well he could suck on that and that's some kind of Popsicle type. Yeah, popsicle-y. So, um, yeah, it was all an experiment. But I feel like that was what I was, that was what I could contribute. Well, that was the purees. And then the way that you, the way that you thought out the purees and prepared them for me was uh, in a way that you are used to from your childhood. Oh, boiling bags? Boiling bags, (laughs) which I'd never heard of before in my life. (laughs) pre-microwave. We used to buy like... I don't know what brand, probably Swanson or something. <laughs> Proud sponsor of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I don't even think it exists anymore. But yeah, just like a frozen thing that you put in boiling water and then it it's like a sous vide kind of, mm-hmm. they call it sous vide, but it's really just a boiling bag. <laughs> you know, a little bit of Thanksgiving turkey pureed in a yeah. boiling bag. <laughs> Sounds delicious, huh guys? But I'm telling you, after having three days of clear liquids and then uh, like I think it was another like two weeks of regular just only liquids, yeah. right? You didn't get to any kind of purees for like three weeks. Yeah, and then so week three when I could get into purees, it was like this world opened up. Mm-hmm. So I could have Thanksgiving dinner, I could have, you know, all these different stuff and then soups and then we got into the soft foods. Yeah. And that was like mashed potatoes. So you were stuck making mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I made a bunch of those. When- Sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was such a treat. Yeah, I mean, I think as a, as a partner of somebody who lives with them, like I don't know how we would have done this if we had kids, or oh God, yeah. or how somebody would do this if they were living alone. I think it would be mm-hmm. very hard, and it would take a lot of prep, and it would take a lot of energy up front. But the the more I did feel good about the amount that I had prepped because I felt like it was giving you options when you didn't want to put forth the effort to make something absolutely once you got to that stage you just wanted something quick you didn't want to have to like then go to puree something correct yeah so for somebody who's thinking about doing this i think the more you can do in advance the better it will be later you future you is going to thank you to for all the prep work so all the prep work that you did knowing that i always picked the easy way out Mm -hmm. how do you feel now that you went from like 100% of work to basically zero because now I have like a protein shake, a protein bar, 
12 pieces of salami and then something else. You know, this has been very challenging for me, as you know, um, because I want to help and I want to be there for you. And I want to yeah. I want to make food that you can eat and will eat. But yeah. because your schedule is totally different now than mine, the thing that we used to do together, which was eat, <laughs> you know, that's what a lot of our relationship was, was eating together. Now we don't really do that anymore. You eat on your schedule and I make my own food and I eat on my schedule. And, and I ask you every time if you want me to make a little extra, you want me to put some aside. I mean, the lunch I had two hours ago is still sitting on the stove right now <laughs> because right. you haven't eaten it. That's true. So that's the kind of thing of the challenge of being the partner of the person who's having the surgery is that you have to kind of go with the flow. And it's really challenging for me specifically. Like I think it would be easier if somebody was, they already had that kind of life. You know, we operate on separate schedules or we make our own food or we whatever. But that's been the hardest part for me, I think, is figuring out how to help you and also giving you enough space to take care of yourself. Yeah. That's that's really important, I feel, because there's there's definitely a helpfulness and and. I mean, absolutely. If it wasn't for you, I would have literally. I mean, I I thought to myself, oh, purees. When I get to that stage, I'm just gonna buy baby food straight up, just no sugar. Which baby you food. can do. Like sure. that's something that is an option, <laughs> right. but that would be something you should do ahead of time, right? Like not the day of. Also, it's can... very expensive as an option because yeah. baby food A is not cheap and B is like tiny so you're gonna have to have like five of those jars right but at that point you weren't eating very much anyway so i think if somebody wants to do this on a a easier Mm -hmm. an easier way Mm -hmm. baby food's an option you know they have a lot of healthy baby foods and they don't have to worry about learning how to puree and getting a new i mean we bought a new yeah we bought a new food processor for (laughs) let's be honest i wanted a new food processor and i used you as an excuse (laughs) (laughs) but we needed it yeah I mean, the same way that I always wanted a recliner chair, yeah. and uh, I got one finally. Even though all those people were like, you don't need it. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm gross. getting it anyway. And I'm like, no, nah, I need it for this, for and sure. And I love how giant it is <laughs> and how hard it is to vacuum around. <laughs> anyway, I sound like a Donna Reed over here. All I do is vacuum and sweep. <laughs> and cook and, and cook. prep. and Actually, I barely do any of those things. Um, okay. So let me ask you this. This is a good question. What is the most inspiring thing you've seen in yourself? Since the surgery, ah, that's hard. I don't know. <laughs> really? Look, I, I'm inspired by you. I'm very proud of you. I'm still working on. I don't know how to say this. So for years, I wanted to like get healthy, and I felt like I needed your support in mm-hmm. order to do that. So I would be like, "Let's go to the gym. Let's go for a walk. Let's." make something healthy and i felt a lot of pushback from oh, you oh yeah yeah for um, sure and it would be frustrating but it was also like you know i had to figure out how to take care of myself and there were times that i was motivated by myself to take care you know to exercise and lose weight but it was always a bummer that you weren't meeting me halfway yeah. with me and now the opposite is true yeah totally you are kicking ass walking Every day, yeah. you're you've dropped so much weight. You've almost caught up with me, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> but I mean, it it did inspire me to do my own version of that. Like I've 
started a new eating plan and yeah. I've got it's a whole 30 thing where you cut out all this stuff but the purpose of it is not necessarily to lose weight it's trying to figure out where the inflammation is and what foods cause what reactions what reactions in your body like skin hair um, digestion gut health pain arthritis you know that kind of stuff I would love to say that you've inspired me to be healthier but really I'm not motivated right now. I totally disagree on both counts. First of all, I don't think I should inspire anyone to do anything. I do me, you should do you, and listeners do you. But my point is this. You, I feel like you saw something positive happening for me and thought to yourself, I can make that happen to, for myself the way Nima's making it happen for himself. And then you push forward and you went and you started this diet and it's not easy. I wouldn't even call it a diet. It's a whole life change. Yeah. And you eliminated a ton of foods and you had to dial into just a narrow field. He did that for 30 days and, you know, a bunch of stuff. You're like, I can't have it because it has this one ingredient. and I can't do that because it has this other thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now... I mean, I'll say I'm very proud of myself that I made it through this 30 day program. However, my approach to it wasn't necessarily for weight loss. I'm really trying. It's like a science experiment to deal with my chronic pain and to try to figure that out. So that's a better reason than weight loss. Right. But I, I want this isn't about me, but I'm, I struggle with internal motivation. Yeah. I'm much better with external motivation and it's something I'm dealing with. For years now, you know, of just like how to motivate my, get myself to put myself first, you know. Okay. And so I see you doing it and it's inspirational, but it hasn't triggered me to be internally motivated to take the walk with you or to walk on my own. So it's something that I'm, I'm struggling with. Yeah. Just personally. But you have inspired me to make healthier choices and it's really exciting to see the changes that you've already made and to see that you will be with us for years to come (laughs) instead of you know because there's there's a worry you know my father had diabetes and and died young and that I felt like was in our future if we didn't stop yeah I get that I mean for me I didn't know this until I I started on this path but and talked to my therapist a bunch but for me fear is my motivator yeah it's not it never the carrot it's never been the carrot even when i was in school my parents were like for those of you that don't know there's the carrot and the stick there's two ways to to coax the donkey to move forward you either hang a carrot in front of his face and he's motivated by eating that carrot and keeps moving forward to eat that carrot and he ends up just stupidly walking forward or you hit him with the stick and then that moves him forward uh, my parents always, God bless them, when I was younger, were like, if you get these grades, we'll give you this money. If you if you get all A's, we'll take you to this place. If you, if you do really well in college, we'll get you a job at this other place or we'll talk to this person or we'll fly you to England or all this stuff, right? Never the carrot, never worked for me. But the stick, if you don't do this, you're going to get punished in this way or that way. That was a huge motivator for me. And for me, when it came to my weight, no matter how many times somebody told me, 
if but if you lose weight you're going to be able to walk more you're going to be able to to do this it's your back is going to hurt less your cholesterol is going to i don't care if you don't lose weight you will die mm-hmm. in less than 20 years that's See, and for me it's like if you don't lose weight nima's going to die that's what would motivate me. So you need another person. <laughs> it's so messed up. But yeah, we'll talk about that in my own therapy okay. session. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So have you been more motivated to face some challenges? What do you mean? Like since coming to terms with your external motivation... Have you seized upon that and thought, you know, there's the the whole 30 diet. I feel like that was a, a challenge that you've been motivated to kind of uh, attack head on. You know what I think it is? And again, this is touching on a bunch of my own issues, which isn't the focus of this. No, no, this, but, that, that is absolutely, hold on real quick. Let me just clarify. That is absolutely the, the point of this. This is not about how you did in relation to me. This is how the partners of the people that did surgery are dealing with things in their own lives. Yeah, it it seeing you and being your partner as you're going through this journey highlights my own issues. It highlights my need for um, taking care of you over taking care of mm-hmm. myself. It highlights my lack of internal motivation. And it it felt like if I couldn't take care of you, for lack of a better term, you know, like food wise or, or whatever, then the only person I could take care of is myself, right? <laughs> which is good and bad because it, it's like, I don't know how to do that necessarily sometimes. So it has inspired me, I guess, to take this step and, and do this whole 30. But, you know, the jury's still out on if it will allow me or force me to make healthy changes for myself. Yeah. Not for to make someone else happy or make someone else proud of me or make, you know. It's kind of the um the oxygen in the airplane scenario, right? Where it's, it's like you have to put your own mask on first before you can help anyone else and your instinct is to help those around you first. Mm-hmm. But if you're not conscious, you can't help anyone. Yeah. And then you're a, even a further burden on those around you. I'm proud of myself for making the changes that I have made, but I have a long way to go. And I think it's good that you're going through this and I'm seeing you take care of yourself for the first time in a long time Mm -hmm. because it is a a motivator for me to get back on track. Yeah, I think that's great. So two more questions. Uh, What advice would you give past Michelle at the beginning of this process? Hmm. I don't know. I'm struggling with that because I don't know that I've figured out what the right thing to do for you would have been. But not the right thing for me. I mean, the process of the like from like, let's look at it from surgery on. Mm -hmm. What would you have told the Michelle in the car? What advice would you have given her? Like, hey, man, the next six weeks, 12 weeks. Well, You really have to communicate with your partner about what they need and how you can support them. Hopefully you have a partner who can articulate that (laughs) (laughs) or might be forced into articulating that Uh through an argument, you know, (laughs) because that is key. If you don't know what you want, 
if the person having surgery doesn't know what they want or need from their partner, the partner is going to have a hard time fulfilling those needs. True. And the heart, the partner, like me, I just wanted to help, and I didn't, I didn't know how to help. Yeah. And you weren't good at asking for help when you did need it, and you weren't good at telling me what I was helping you with that you didn't want. <laughs> that makes sense. Like setting a boundary for yourself. Yeah. So I guess my advice would just be like, go with the flow and don't try to hold too tightly onto your expectations of what this is going to look like. Because as many forums as we read, or as yeah. you told me about, you know, everybody has a different experience and you just have to be supportive and hopefully you can communicate with each other and, you know, really ask for what you need, put a boundary when you need space or need someone to back off and hopefully the other person is not sabotaging you and also taking care of themselves yeah yeah that sabotage is a big deal in the community is it yeah there's a lot of like it's really odd to me hold on i'm just gonna eat this pizza hold on (laughs) no (laughs) there's a lot of people out there that are talking about things that i never thought of that you hear on these uh facebook groups that are like my partner doesn't want me to have the surgery and they think I'm going to leave them as soon as I lose this weight. And they've been berating me this whole time that I'm in the decision-making process and I'm not sure if I should go through with it. And the heaps of support they get from the members of the groups that are like, you know, do you take care of yourself? This person is a dud and you don't need them and probably worse language than that. But to me, I, I can't even fathom, I can't even imagine having a that kind of conversation with somebody that you're married to or partnered with and having them say anything other than I support you completely and I'm here for you and let's how do this I together help? yeah how can I help well i will say this if i were i don't know i guess there was a time that i felt threatened a little bit by the fact that you were going to have this surgery and change your life and become healthier and and live longer than I would. <laughs> we joke about that It's just because you're older than me. That's <laughs> I fine. am older than you. and um, But I look younger, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if... I don't know how to say this without offending someone, but if you had lost more weight than my weight, I... F- I felt like, oh gosh, he's going to be skinny and he's not going to want me anymore. Oh, Which I see. is this fucked up yeah. thing that we do to ourselves, even though we love each other. We're supportive of each yeah. other. But there is that fear of, I want to be there with him. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to leave me. I've got to take care of myself so that he's proud of me Yeah, and that he wants to be with me. And there's this thing of like, you're so motivated and I'm so not. And I feel a little off about that. You know, I feel like, oh gosh, this is a little scary. This situation is a little scary because if I don't get my shit together, then we're not in the same place anymore. Yeah. And I feel that from you too. I feel like you are so motivated to be healthy and you are getting healthier that you want that for me. It's not that you want me to change or that you're not happy with me, but you want that feeling for me. I I think for is the is mm-hmm. the key word there, not from. Mm-hmm. I want that for you. And I feel that. And yeah. that's why I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I could be motivated for myself. You know, I'm struggling with yeah. that. Yeah. And you'll find your trigger. I mean, you'll find the thing that, that makes it 
go off. And once it does, I mean, you, I mean, when you and I go on walks, the few that we've had, you get into this like nitro boost because I want it to be over mood sooner. <laughs> Just either you're mad or there's a bench waiting for you, oh, yeah. or we're almost home. Well, like I said, it's it's different than just being heavy. For me, it's about the pain too. Like I have right. this chronic pain situation, so sometimes walking hurts, and yeah. I can't walk as long as you can. And you know, it's it does. It sounds like an excuse, but right now I'm dealing with a lot of things, and this is a first step that I'm making right now, which I feel really good about, really proud of myself, and really motivated in terms of getting to the bottom of my pain. Yeah, and hopefully that will catapult it itself into being motivated to be healthy or, you know, lose more weight. And that brings us perfectly to our final question. Okay. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what superhero would you be? So I just for everyone here, uh, the thing that you don't know about Michelle, I mean, there's a lot, but... <laughs> The main thing you don't know about Michelle is that she's one of the most unique people in the world because I've I don't know anybody who hates this or that questions as much as she does. Oh, like I hate him. if you say like would you rather fight one horse-sized duck <laughs> or 10 duck-sized horses? I would have gotten in the car and driven away from you. <laughs> Before you said duck. Her answer is like, I'd build a time machine and go back before you asked me that question and then <laughs> slap you in the face and then tell you don't. It doesn't. I said don't. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, that was very funny. But that's not what this is. This question is, where do you think we'll be in four years? Health wise and otherwise. Honestly, I think we're going to be great. I think it's going to be. Yeah. This is a life change for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm hopeful for myself that we'll both be in the same direction. Like, I don't think I'm going to gain a thousand pounds <laughs> and be on that TV show yeah. anytime soon. But I definitely, I want to continue to make changes and build habits for myself mm -hmm. and, and catch up to you, you know, because you're, you're so inspiring and so motivated taking care of yourself that I want to be that person too. I want to be, I want to be someone you're, you're proud of and proud to be with. And I mean, just honestly, I, I really appreciate that sentiment, but I've, I'm always proud to be with you and I'm always proud of you and I love you very much. And it's the same as like when somebody stops drinking soda and they see such a difference or like, like I, for example, I used to have a coffee with creamer every morning before I started working and I have a second one about halfway through the day and I'd have like a use sometimes if it was a, a rough night I'd have a third coffee and creamer now the amount of sugar in the creamer is astronomical and when I had to cut off sugar before I, I had to do the surgery and I had to lose some weight I didn't want to have just black coffee so I just stopped having coffee altogether and I was fine mm -hmm. I, I didn't need that extra coffee it was just a nice thing to have in the morning and that is like i there wasn't any any impetus for the health aspect of it it was just i don't need this anymore and once i figured that out it's all i wanted to tell 
people was like, you mm-hmm. you don't need coffee. You need sleep. <laughs> That's what you need to be but more responsible if, with. If your telling t- you what to do or what you <laughs> needed or what you should do worked, then you would have oh. made these changes years oh, ago. Yeah. Right. My, I mean, I th- honestly think my parents are probably the most frustrated out of everyone because they've been telling me for years that I need to lose weight and I'm getting dangerously big and there's more and more, you know, issues with diabetes and lymphedema and, you know, the, the cholesterol's climbing, the fatty liver disease, the, you know, the blood pressure. And one doctor says you're going to die in 20 years and then you go, well, shit, I got to make a change. What, what, we've been telling you for 20 years. Yeah. You know, so... I get it. I mean, it. it takes what it takes, right? Like yeah. whatever, whatever it takes to get you to make the changes for yourself is okay. Like you Absolutely. can't beat yourself up over, oh, I should have done this 20 years ago or whatever. Mm. But I'm just really proud of you and really excited to see how our future is going to change because of this choice that you made. Yeah. And I can't wait to listen to this in four years to see how yeah. right you are. Right. I'll have to turn my hearing aid on. Huh? Huh? what (laughs) what (laughs) all right well that just about wraps up this episode so thank you very much to michelle miracle thank you please promote your instagram oh you can find me on instagram at insta miracle like miracle with a g (laughs) insta miracle thank you very much and you can follow me on instagram at nema speaks um great that's all I got. Thank Have you a good for one. having me. My pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. Want to go on a date? Yeah. Let's go <laughs> eat something. I'm so hungry. <laughs> You're uh, on your own, kid. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. Give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleepodcast.com. 